Welcome to our show where we feature real life conversations with entrepreneurs around the world. I'm your host, Rebecca Palmer, and this is My Entre Life. Each week we will dive into topics that matter to you, the entrepreneur. This is your Entre Life too, so we explore all aspects of it, from health and personal development to growing your business globally. Visit myentrelife.com for info on past and future episodes. Thank you for joining us today. I'm Rebecca from Entrelaunch, and I'm here with Alicia, and I have no idea how to pronounce your last name, so I will <laughs> introduce yourself. Thank you. My name is pronounced Alicia, and my last name is Mejia, so it's Alicia Mejia, and I am yeah. joining you this morning from, yeah, joining me live last, uh, from Las Vegas this morning. Beautiful wow. day. I, I really screwed up your name. <laughs> oh, that's okay. Yes, it happens will. all the time. Yes. So we're here today because it's International Women's Day week. And I thought it would be an amazing idea to get some women entrepreneurs together this week and really highlight entrepreneurship for women and highlight the amazing things we're doing. And Alicia, that's correct, right? Yes. That is yes. correct. Yeah. You're doing <laughs> I find um, on it. You did it well. Yeah, you're doing amazing things. You're a writer by trade. You work with passion-driven entrepreneurs. And you also have a passion project of your own to raise the vibration of love. I want to hear more about this worldwide love story where you collect the love stories. Tell me about that. Oh yeah, thanks for asking. So the worldwide love story is just that. I collect love stories real stories of real people in love uh, from around the world. My, I worked in the wedding industry in Las Vegas for almost a decade. And while that was absolutely fantastic, I also went through um, what I like to call a catastrophically Vegas heart uh, breakup at the time. And it occurred to me that I, there was a lot that I, I didn't necessarily know about love. And while I appreciated and was very excited for all of the newlyweds, I was more fascinated by the stories of the people who had been through some trials together and still chose love and still chose each other, which is what prompted me to start collecting stories just so I could see, you know, like what works, what works for other people so that in the hopes that I could apply it to my own life <laughs> in some way. I think we have that in common because while you're collecting love stories, I'm collecting stories of entrepreneurship. I really love getting to the bottom of how people got started in their journey. Um, what was that aha moment? What was the aha moment for you? That is amazing. We're, we're on parallel tracks then, because that's part of what fascinates me as well about these stories, mm -hmm. how they first got started and, and those sorts of things. So yeah, when you, mean, uh, when you say aha moment, my aha moment for when I became an entrepreneur, Yes, yes. Or, or, to, or to, when you started one of your projects, what was it? What was it that sparked your need to do what you're doing? Well, in terms of the of the worldwide love story, it was it was what felt like a true epiphany. Like I was asleep, and it was one of those four o'clock in the morning, sit straight mm -hmm. up in bed. Holy crap! Like I've like by George, I've got it. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I was never entrepreneurially speaking, I was never one of those people that 
you know how you have some of those friends that like ever since they were seven they're like when I grow up I'm going to be a doctor I was never one of those people so I spent a lot of time working for other people helping make their dreams come true on the business side of things um so for me when I had the epiphany about the worldwide love story I was like oh my gosh like here I am like a like a I was about to say like a dog with a bone. I don't know if that's the best analogy, but you know, I here I was and I had maybe a dog with a ball, right? So I had my I ball have and I was dogs. like, yeah, I'm gonna run with this. Oh, I get perfect. it. I get it completely. One <laughs> okay, of them cool. will probably come in because she learned how to open the door. Oh, that's awesome. That's cool. Yes. Yeah. So, so that's what that's what that was about. Yeah. So I just I I finally had something that I felt like I could. I was fully behind, like heart and soul, and could not wait to to dive into it. So what was your background before starting uh, the worldwide love story before starting uh, your writing for passion driven entrepreneurs? What was your historic background? Um, I had a very long history in customer service, actually. So I did a lot of um, working for brands that you might recognize, right? So a lot mm-hmm. of it was over the phone, actually. So a lot of interpersonal skills, that sort of thing. But I worked for Ralph Lauren way back when, um, I like to say back when they thought we're checking to see if this whole e-commerce thing was mm-hmm. going to work out. Um, so I worked for Ralph Lauren, which was a fantastic experience. Then when I moved to Vegas, I ended up working for Tiffany and company, the little blue box people, mm-hmm. another fantastic experience and then from there I ended up going into I have this philosophy about things that I love to try new experiences and mm-hmm. when you live in Vegas you you have you, the new experiences that you have um that you're exposed to are different than when I lived in I'm from Minneapolis originally okay. so when you live in Vegas it's a little bit different right so I, I can imagine for example right so for example in this case I was um dating someone I went in to work with him to pick up his check and the guy that we went to go pick up his check from was freaking out because he had a wedding the next day and his videographer had canceled and so the the guy looks at me and he's like have you ever shot a wedding before uh no and he's like would you like to because he offered me like at the time what felt like an exorbitant amount of money for someone that did not know what they were doing and and I was like yeah I mean that sounds like fun why not why not try it Mm -hmm. where else am I going to be presented with this opportunity so anyhow long story short the videography led to photography the photography led to sales the sales kept me um happily in the wedding industry in Las Vegas for almost a decade and I just it was a beautiful beautiful example of just being exposed to some of the most gorgeous things you can absolutely imagine Mm -hmm. now Mm -hmm. when you decided to start collecting love stories how did you get started did you just start randomly approaching people or did you have people in mind where you wanted to share their story That's a great question. It was actually a dovetail of two things. So while I had that epiphany, the epiphany itself literally was, oh my God, it's about the story. So I knew somewhere in there I needed to collect the story. In saying that, at the time, I was in the wedding industry and part of what I was doing as a videographer was going up to people and asking them whether or not they had any well wishes for the bride and groom. Mm -hmm. And so what I did, instead of saying that I started to ask if they had any advice for the bride and groom. And then from there, 
started to actually reach out to people that I knew that had been married or not necessarily even married. Cause to me, it was less about whether or not they were married and more about the love piece of it. Cause you can love someone and never get married. And that's not, to me, that's not the qualifier, you know, for sure. So that's how I did it. Yeah. That's how it evolved. Really. I, I sort of built up my courage behind a video camera and then worked up the courage to just start asking people to share their stories face to face. Ah, it looks like we have Mimi joining us too. Hi, Mimi. Okay, so we will wait keep talking. For it, wait for it. Until Mimi starts talking. <laughs> I can see her, but I can't hear her. Hello. Hello. How Good are morning. you? Good. Oh my God, I didn't know this is a video call. I still no. wear my Bizama. <laughs> That's okay. So we are recording and that is absolutely fine because we are doing the audio version for the actual podcast. So okay. we're seeing each other here, but nobody else has to see us, even though this okay. is real entrepreneurship. This is us as women entrepreneurs awesome. showing ourselves to the world. So, and I, I think we really should tell our audience about what we're doing right now um we've all joined to share our experiences to share our stories and many days when we get on a podcast call or a video call or any type of call we're often in our sweatpants or yoga pants uh, we might still be in our jammies or bathrobe or we're in our car or any number of things it's usually not pretty it's often not staged, but it is real. And it's how many of us are working on our daily basis. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. If we had to show up with everything perfect, we might not ever show up. And you know what? I think we are too focused on making sure everything looks perfect on the outside, or at least there's too much of a push, I find, from the world for us to look perfectly coughed, uh, full makeup, uh, dresses and everything else. Yet, if it was a male, it's like, whatever, show up in your jeans and your sneakers and t-shirt and you're fine. So why is there that extra onus on us? Mm -hmm. Which is like a completely different topic from what Alicia and I were just talking about with love story. <laughs> That's totally fine. It is. But my love story myself is my love and my passion for sharing entrepreneurial stories. Do you mm -hmm. see that segue going in there? Mm -hmm. I do. That was so good. Yeah. <laughs> that was like butter. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so Mimi, now that you've joined us, tell me quickly about yourself, um, what you do, um, and yeah, why you're joining us today. Yes. And my name is Mimi. I am recently moved to Ottawa. I am a newcomer and doing my own business is kind of like, it's really frustrating for me because like I'm new to town. Doing business is my first time doing too. It's kind of like two biggest, um, really hard for me right now to get overcome that I really want to do is or not. That's why like, I try to looking for a group that really like support me, mm -hmm. kind of like find the, um, the material that I think I can support on my business and also can provide my knowledge relate my skewing. That's why, yeah, that's main reason why I, I, I want to join and 
and another thing that I want to learn from you and from another woman that's already doing business and they give advice and for me like I'm I'm totally new and I find that if you don't go out there you don't see the world you don't try it then you will never know how can you achieve that if you don't try that's why like this year to be an I commitment myself I really go to do it because that is the only thing I know I can do it or not cannot like just read book cannot just watching video after another video and then hope something will happen I don't think that that's going to happen at least I going to do it <laughs> yeah yes and Alicia and I were just talking about that same topic about just going to do it uh, with you going Alicia to start asking people about their stories and gathering mm -hmm. that information mm -hmm. yeah some point you have to take action there's only so much planning you can do exactly do you have any advice for Mimi being a newcomer to the city and uh, making connections now Alicia's in uh, Las Vegas Wow. I yeah. am. I am. Yeah. So the cool thing about Las Vegas is that there are very few people that are actually from here. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of people know what it's like to be the new kid on the block. But it sounds like you're doing good things, Mimi, by going out and finding people that are doing what you want to do so that you can befriend them and learn from them. Yeah. Thank you so much. <laughs> yeah. Yes, absolutely. No, I love to network. So yeah, my advice would just be don't um, just limit yourself to business things. Like obviously you want to get out and, and find some things that you can involve yourself with that are your interests outside of work so that you can develop relationships that way as well. But mm -hmm. sounds like yeah. you're on the right track. <laughs> Agreed, because the best relationships are not built through selling to people. They're built yeah. through building relationships with people. Mm -hmm. And uh, one of the favorite things I like to do is whenever I am at a business event or a conference or something, I look for things that aren't part of the conference. I love the hallway conversations, the random sporadic trips mm -hmm. to whatever to explore, going to non-business business functions where we have a bunch of people together who have those entrepreneurial interests but we're not doing specific business to business sales type calls or anything like that like maybe we're going axe growing or whitewater rafting completely unrelated but it's that network of people yeah mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So Mimi, tell me a little bit about what uh, <laughs> <laughs> banana. <laughs> yeah. so, so tell me a little bit about uh, what type of business you're working with. Yes. Um, okay. I think I should recall about um, about what I have been doing for the newcomer community. Um, oh, what's going on? Okay. <laughs> That's okay. Sorry. Yeah. Oh my God! I'm doing so awesome. <laughs> I mean, I never, I never like this with any professional at all. And I'm so sorry if this one is really bother you because like you look so professional and like I'm pretty sure shame that I didn't 
dress nicely and really like uh, talking to you is is sorry if um, no. you, you you don't apologize uh, okay. we are all in different spots Alicia is in her car um, okay. you're looking at her car ceiling Okay. Uh, I just happened to have thrown on a jacket because I was cold, uh, okay. but I'm in my home office and uh, I have put on pants today. So that is always a good thing. <laughs> in our honor. Thanks so much. Yeah. Yes, I have put on pants. I have pants on and Thank I brushed you. my hair today. But yeah. this is part of entrepreneurship. This is the real stuff. Mm -hmm. we are working we're balancing many many tasks mm -hmm. and I don't know if either of you have kids or pets or anything else that distracts you at time from your work mm -hmm. but we know especially if you're working from a home office or a coffee, a coffee shop there are things going around you all the time and I find that women especially were prepared to sort of roll with the flow so yeah we keep going we will do that call while doing our laundry um we'll be it's like being in a boardroom but also doing five other things uh because that's what we do yeah makes sense and we do it well mm -hmm. we do we do and <laughs> This is why it's so important to have talks like this because we can share our experiences and let other people know that if this is what you're doing, mm -hmm. everybody else is doing it too. So don't feel bad about it. Uh, and we all have to learn at one point or another how to do different things. So, yeah. So, yeah, I moved to Ottawa for one year and a half. And in that, the first year, I kind of like looking for a job relate to what. I'm doing like customer success for like small company and also manage all their social media platform. But mm -hmm. however, like they, I, I believe that because I'm newcomer mm -hmm. uh, and I think maybe, I think should be because I'm not dry good enough. That's why I so hard to find a job. Like it's way so hard for me to go mm -hmm. to interview and then realize that they were going to big Canadian. Mm -hmm. They will go to big like bilingual. They will go to big another person that they believe one hundred percent can do job. Even though I have experience and I used to working in Singapore for three years, that's why like, I think that's for newcomer and that lead me to create the group newcomer in Ottawa. Mm -hmm. And I find so many people is the same situation like me, even though they from Paris, they speak French, they got master degree and they still cannot find a job and they say wow wow it's it's like really um i don't know and right now the group is keep growing and it's just a social network group mm -hmm. where everybody get together have a cup of coffee or mm -hmm. have dinner together and we support together and for for this year i really want to to extend the group to like kind of like professional group um yeah and that is my goal for this year and beside that i also try to do my own business relate to social media community developer yeah and for for my 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 server is it's not like SEO, it's not like Facebook ad, like you give me a pound of money and you will got the result right away. Like my server is like long-term service that you actually build a community that they love you. Mm -hmm. It's not 
a favorite ad that you give me money and then I will give you a few leads and then all these leads will not go into, will maybe can be your customer, but maybe not. And a couple months later, if you don't do Facebook ad, they will go. Yeah, so I, it, I sounds like, it, it mm-hmm. sounds like you uh, really found a pain point and you've built something from it with your newcomer in Ottawa group. It is yeah. something that you've developed mm-hmm. because it was a problem and mm-hmm. it's a big thing. It's great to be driven by passion. I know Alicia is. I know I am driven by my passion mm-hmm. and things just start coming together. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, that's great. It sounds like you did find a need and then filled it and then you based mm-hmm. it more on relationships than you are on, on sales. So that's yeah. fantastic. Yes. Well, and it does all flow eventually as you build your relationships, as you become the so-called expert in the area, even if it's Mm -hmm. not an expert, you're still, you're still knowledgeable. You're the person who can connect other people and being able to connect people that's invaluable. Yeah. Wow. I like that. I'll say. I like that a lot. Yeah. Yes. So I want to hear a little Mm -hmm. bit more about Alicia and her Mm -hmm. love stories. Um, Alicia collects love stories. And what Mm -hmm. I want to know is what is one of your favorite stories or the best tips that they've shared with you? Because I find often tips to having a healthy, loving relationship, uh, a long lasting marriage, uh, things like that. They're really related also to how we run our businesses and how we build our businesses. Wow, that's a great point. I don't think I ever thought of it like that, actually. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think that some of my most, and I'm using air quotes right now, some of my most <laughs> successful now, see, like relationships. video and show me your air quotes. Oh, that's right. Here we go. My air quotes. Air quotes. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. It would probably be helpful if I just tip this up so you could see me. But at any rate, um, yeah, some of my most like successful couples are the ones that, um, excuse me, Um, obviously communication is a huge thing, but I think it's where the, where the couple had a tendency to put the other person first Mm -hmm. have, have tended to be the most um, successful. And then you pair that with couples that almost know well I think in retrospect it's kind of a a boundary thing but they know what they're willing to put up with Mm -hmm. versus what they're what they aren't so it's almost like knowing your their deal breakers and I think excuse me that you could draw out the parallel for that in business as well right like if you put your right you put your customers needs first you establish the value first for the other person Mm -hmm. then if assuming the other person is doing the same for you as well, even if it's not all the time, but fairly balanced, you both will be in good shape. Um, but to parallel that with the boundaries and what you're willing to put up with and like your kind of like your, your bottom line or your, the minimum of how people need to show up for you being aware of that and being mindful of that. So you can at least um, ask for it, recalibrate it and, or, you know, leave if that's not, if it's not working out over a long period of time. Yeah, I think it completely relates to business because it is. In business, it's all about communication, communication with your team, with your employees, with your stakeholders, with your customers. It's Mm -hmm. putting your customer first before profit. And it's really about knowing boundaries and deal breakers. So you need to set different boundaries in business like 
what is your team going to be like? What are the values of your team? Uh, how, what are you going to reach for in terms of audience? Where is the boundary as to the audience you want to reach and the audience that is not for you? And the deal breakers, yeah. like when do you decide that your business is not to go forward further? Like when do you figure out that exit strategy mm -hmm. where the business either is not growing or is failing or needs to pivot because the industry has changed. So that's definitely like all those things, they fit so much mm -hmm. into business because business is a relationship. It is. And I think like Mimi was talking about before, like the mm -hmm. importance of playing what the long game, right? Like she sounds Mimi, like you explain to your, your clients when you go to work with them that, this isn't some get rich quick scheme and, and you need to be mm -hmm. in it for the long haul. I think the same is, first of all, the same is true for a relationship once it's established, but being a writer, I think one of the things that's important as well is that we deliver our message needs to be consistent over a long period of time mm -hmm. so that our tribe can one hear us. And then two, it will, we need to give them time to let it occur to them that they either need and want our services or that they like us and then that they can mm -hmm. that they'll know where to find us once that actually happens and that doesn't happen in one exchange mm -hmm. it happens over a long period of time and I think the same is the same rather is true in both business and and your personal life like this isn't very few things of substance are instant mm -hmm. <laughs> like the attraction might be there but you still kind of got to now I have a weird thought. I'm wondering mm -hmm. if the rise of divorce rates and the quick failures of marriages nowadays, if it relates at all to the trend to build your startup as fast as you can and exit or sell it. Mm. First off, the whole the rise of the divorce rates and all that sort of thing, like the original that that divorce rates were at like 50 some percent or something like that that's actually a faulty stat that was based mm -hmm. on a very small piece of data and then extrapolated to assume that it was true for a wider population when it wasn't necessarily but I do think that I, I, I don't know if that's the truth necessarily because I believe that there was never a better time to either do business than there is now and I also believe there's never a better time to get into even romantic relationships than there is now because people's motivation is different we have the luxury of of wanting to be in a relationship of of being in a relationship because we want to not because uh we have to or because society mm -hmm. tells us we have to or we have I just feel like we have way more choice now than we ever than we ever have yeah, that but it's an interesting really I'm going to give point. that some more yeah, and I will give that some more thought, though, because yeah. it's really the first time I've ever had anybody ask me that question about a quick exit strategy. But you can. Mm -hmm. The converse, I would imagine, is true, right? Like, we can bail now. Well, <laughs> if we, we want to, about, we can just leave. Yeah, we mm -hmm. talk about millennials having a short attention span and always looking to move to the next best thing. So it would be interesting to see how it might correlate mm -hmm. to marriage or other commitments. Yeah. And how is that affecting the world? We do have, as you mentioned, a greater freedom than we ever did before mm -hmm. because we don't have to be in a relationship. It's okay not to be married. It's okay not to be actively seeking a partner because we can be our own person. We are our own individual person. Whereas 
-hmm. just a couple decades ago, you were expected to get married, have kids, um, husband work, wife stay at home. So we sort of had that path automatically set to us. And now we can do whatever we want. Uh, many of us yeah, pretty much. to have families. Many of us will choose not to have families. And many mm -hmm. of us will also choose to be solo entrepreneurs and solo individuals where we are not answering to anybody. We are ourselves, and we're coming first, which is, I think, about time. We need to be able to come first. And when I say come first, I don't mean everything's about us but that we look after ourselves and we go after our dreams and whoever is coming into our universe basically is going to help support us with those dreams as we will support them. Yeah, that's really well put. Yeah, that's really well put. Yeah. So now I want to hear from you ladies. What are some of the biggest challenges you faced as female entrepreneurs, as people launching businesses, uh, entering the world of business. Oh, there's that dog I mentioned that can open doors. <laughs> yes. So what are some of the biggest issues you've had? Mm, I think uh, for myself, first of all, it's about really identify who, who is your target customer. Mm -hmm. yeah that's the first thing and because when you're doing business like you're always hungry to looking for customer but you forget you need to have a plan you mm -hmm. need to really get backward one step to research about who exactly you want to work who is your perfect customer like i just recently have working with one client for one month and then she just canceled me she said like no we should stop working because um, her finance is not worth it for continue doing long term because mm -hmm. that my business is like you need to you know stay at least in the game three months three months but you know maybe mm -hmm. she not believe in that and that that is not my, my target customer mm -hmm. you need yeah. to find a person that believe on your mission and trust you I think that's the biggest um, thing that I need to working on right now and that's why like I rather than to uh, spend my time to do my homework before to go out there to grab any customer I think can be my client rather than just pick one and be the best and working with them out of that yeah I think that, that is a really good point uh, because I do notice a lot of businesses fail to identify their car target customer. And I know with Alicia, um, not everybody is your target customer. One, you're looking for people in love for your worldwide love story. So if they hate the whole world and they're severely <laughs> divorced and cynical, probably not your client. And even for but not so much your writing, <laughs> if people aren't writers and if they're not passion driven, they're probably not the right people for you. I imagine you probably don't work with a lot of textbook writers. Yeah, absolutely. I have, I know my sweet spot and I think that's part of what Mimi was talking about, like finding yes. that person. I feel like we do our best work when we're working with people 
who are our ideal client. So I think it's important to step back for a second and take the time to really give that some thought as to who that is and, and let your imagination, it's almost like that dare to dream thing, mm-hmm. right? Like well, if you believe it's possible to find the ideal client, who would that be? And then really have the courage to go after that person and say no to the people that aren't a good fit because in the end, they'll end up costing you in more ways. (laughs) For sure. For sure. And I think this is something that a lot of women struggle with um, is being able to narrow it down to the ideal client. I know a lot of people are looking so desperately for sales at times. We forget to focus on what is the right audience for us and forget focusing on sales, focus on those building relationships because that's mm-hmm. how you're going to find your ideal audience and also be happier doing it. Yeah. It's when you're going to do your best yeah. work if you can consistently find those. So it's almost like a shift in momentum as mm-hmm. well. Like it might be rough for a minute, but once you find them, then those happy customers are going to tell other happy customers and, and those people hang out with people who are, who share the same qualities and the same values as they do. So it's, it's just going to be, uh, like a double upward spiral for you yeah. as long as you can can get there. So. Well, so we are coming up to the top of the hour, ladies. So I think it's time to start wrapping up. However, I'd be able to talk to you all day because I love sharing <laughs> with everyone. So it is International Women's Day week, as I mentioned earlier in the podcast. And it's one of the reasons why I wanted everyone to join me today because it's so important to me for us to share each of our entre life stories, uh, how things are working. So first off, I want to thank Alicia for, and now I'm pronouncing it completely wrong, but I'd like to thank you. (laughs) You were close. It's okay. Uh And sharing your story, uh, your worldwide love story and a little bit more about your passion and how you've, got into entrepreneurship and into your current venture and also Mimi for joining us and sharing about newcomers in Ottawa and some of the struggles you've faced as a newcomer from Singapore I'm assuming from Singapore uh Uh, used to live in Singapore for three years but I'm from Vietnam okay so from Vietnam via Singapore (laughs) and some of the struggles you faced uh trouble finding jobs not being bilingual and making sure you're finding the right clients because it's tough out there it's not easy and I imagine Mimi that you bring some very uh unique experiences too because I know when you're immersed in different cultures Mm -hmm. that you learn a lot of things from different perspectives and you learn to understand all your customers better. Yeah. So thank you both for joining me today. Thank you. You're welcome. Thanks for having us. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Now, what I'd like uh, in parting is for each of you to share your number one piece of advice for women who are looking to become entrepreneurs. Wow, that is a great question. <laughs> What would you tell your 16-year-old self about your future? There's another question. I would tell my 16-year-old self, buckle up, because this is going to be so much fun. (laughs) (laughs) This is going to be so much fun. So you might as well just, yeah, lean into it and enjoy the ride. Awesome. Awesome. Mm -hmm. 
And Mimi, do you have a thought for either your 16-year-old self or for women who want to become entrepreneurs? Yeah, I think for women who want to become entrepreneurs, I think like you guys should just do it and really strong belief in yourself. And don't believe to the who that say you, hi Mimi, you're not going to do it. You failure, you cannot find a job. Go ahead. You for sure if you cannot find a job, how are you going to do your business? Like I said, okay, watch me. <laughs> watch mm -hmm. me. I think and that I, is amazing advice. Watch me. Because yeah. we are, we're going to hold on for that ride. And yeah. we are going to do amazing things. And I just want to tell you both that you're absolutely awesome. And let's give some awesome high fives. Yeah. High fives. Yes, that we're like breaking our screen with high fives here and thank you all for joining us and we will be catching up with you all soon thank you for joining us on today's episode of my entre life where we hear real stories from real entrepreneurs telling you about their entre life I'm your host, Rebecca Palmer of EntreLaunch, and you can find us at EntreLaunch.org on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook. That's all for now. We'll see you next time. Okay.